And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. And welcome to the Daily Dang on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Mark Schindler for your Wednesday night update. Coming up, the Warriors got sloppy in Minnesota. The Timberwolves were pretty good. And the Trailblazers steal one in Memphis. Before we start, don't forget you can get this podcast ad-free by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. D'Angelo Russell scored 14 of his 29 points in the fourth to lead the Minnesota Timberwolves to a comeback victory over the Golden State Warriors, 119 to 114. But Mark, I think the guy we got to start with for the for the Timberwolves in this game is Nas Reed. He's filling in for missing in action Rudy Gobert and obviously Carl Anthony Towns still out. And Nas Reed was the story of this game: 24 points, 13 rebounds, four assists, a steal, and a block, and the game. Let's say game closing dunk at the end of regulation. Uh, this was a Nas Reed breakout game, I think. When you have a game like this, as well as he's been playing against an opponent like the Warriors, he opened everyone's eyes tonight. A lot of eyeballs on him. Nas Reed was awesome. Yeah, uh, I mean, exactly like you mentioned. He's been playing so well. And what, I mean, what, they're they're in a really interesting bind because there's been a lot of talk of, well, they move Nas, he's, in, he's a free agent coming up. But he's been legitimately one of their best players. Uh, like, even tonight, it was funny because, like, you can look at the final box score. Like, oh, he was awesome. You know, 10 of 22, 24 points, 13 boards. But, like, they're early on in the game, he was playing pretty terribly, honestly. Like, so many guys, especially from Minnesota, were just missing. Like, they even with how they finished for the night, they only shot 28% from three, um, th- which I, honestly I think almost speaks to how well they were playing in some regards. They were getting a lot of really good looks. It was just actually making them. But like you mentioned, I mean, his fourth quarter and overtime were tremendous. He made some really key defensive plays, which he's just been demonstrably better as a defender this year. I still wouldn't call him like you know an all-defense guy or anything, but he's been good. Um, and that slam that he had off the offensive rebound, man, like offensive board comes out to him, drives right, dodges a defender, comes in underhands like like almost like an underhand tomahawk like it was it was awesome man that was yeah. that was beautiful he fully cocked it back on him i mean it was that was a statement dunk and and obviously like that sealed the game i mean it was over after that um d'angelo russell again hit fi- 15 points in the first half did not score in the third and in the first half in the 15 points he was minus 10 finishes the game plus three i mean this is the sort of turnaround uh, that from D'Angelo Russell, where you're like, this is why you stick with him late because he can get hot. He was on a heater in the fourth and just was hitting some tough threes over decent defense. Uh, Anthony Edwards, who's been instrumental 
in this run as the Timberwolves have sort of found their feet and figured out what this uh, what this team should be. He had 27 points, but you mentioned rough shooting night for the team as a whole. Rough shooting night for Anthony Edwards, 10 of 26 from the field, 2 of 11 from 3. Um, the Warriors won all his minutes, 39 minutes for him. He was minus 9 in this game. So, you know, the big difference made when he was not in the game, which has been a little bit different for Minnesota. They've leaned on Anthony Edwards so much. Uh, but really, the story of this game and, and the way the Warriors lost it, turnovers. They continue to be sloppy with the ball. And when they're not shooting the lights out, which in this game, 11 of 35 from three, one of five for Jordan Poole from three, two of seven for Klay Thompson, five of 12 for Steph Curry. When they're not shooting the lights out, meaning 40% or above, 17 turnovers, just you're not going to win many games that way. Yeah, it, it was tough for them. And I, I I just want to give credit to the to the Wolves. They game plan this so well. Um, Austin Rivers played 27 minutes tonight, and he was fantastic. Uh, he chased Steph Curry off screens all night. It felt like Steph just never was able to – like even as – like I thought Steph had a pretty solid game still, but compared to his, his measures with how much he struggled just to get off in general – like you can look again, you can look at his shots and what he got to, but I think overall you could tell he was a little bit more contested, not getting the kind of separation he's used to. And I think that didn't get him some of the the passing windows that he was hoping for or that you normally expect him to get. Um, so for me, I think that had a big impact. I mean, Austin was just glued to him whenever he was on the court and that played, that, that paid dividends for what they needed. Yeah. One of the few side benefits for the Timberwolves to Carl Anthony Towns being out with injury is that they really discovered what they have in Kyle Anderson. I mean, this guy, nine points, 12 rebounds, four assists, being an adult on the floor, settling these guys down, getting them to run offense, especially late in the game, playing solid, solid defense. Uh, Kyle Anderson might be the best pickup that the Wolves made over the offseason. If you really, like, if we're splitting hairs at this point in the season, I think he's been a more effective player for them than, than Rudy Gobert. Uh, it's, I mean, obviously there's semantics to it, but it's hard to disagree. Like, I mean, with what he's done in this recent stretch, like, I, I mean, part of what was curious about the, you know, Rudy being out, Carl being out, just all the injuries that they've had was what, I mean, how do they find something? Do they find something or are they going to drop even farther? And part of what's been a awesome to see is Kyle taking his place. Like just in January with 15 games started Ten and a half points, five and a half boards, five five and a half assists on almost 50, 50, 75 shooting. Like he's been dynamite. But the biggest thing is exactly like you mentioned. He just gets everyone else going, which is exactly what they didn't have early on in the year. Like Rudy has looked his best playing with Kyle. Like Kyle has been able to find him and intentionally find him too. Um, it feels like he's just able to piece everything together in a way that that nobody else on the team's been able to. So I'm really interested to see what that looks like when. Carl Anthony Towns does come back. Like that's a really talented player, obviously. But as we as we mentioned, making that all fit on court has been a problem. And I think Kyle Anderson has to be part of the solution moving forward for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd start by playing Carl Anthony Towns and Kyle Anderson a little bit together, since everybody plays really well next to Kyle Anderson. Also, another way the play in absolutely rules. It's February first, and this game matters, Mark. With this win, the Timberwolves move a half game ahead of the Golden State Warriors. They're now the seven seed in the play-in, uh, statistically tied with the Phoenix Suns. They could be in the top six when we wake up tomorrow, Mark, and this is why the play-in is awesome. These games count. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What if I told you Damian Lillard went off tonight. Would you believe me, Mark? <laughs> well, I mean, he's been doing it every night since about Christmas, so I would believe you. It was a day that ended in Y, and of course, we had a basketball game featuring the Portland Trailblazers. That means we got some Dame time. Damian Lillard, 42 points, 10 assists. Anthony Simons had 26, and the Blazers came back to beat the Memphis Grizzlies 122 to 112. Um, Damian Lillard continues to just be the most dangerous player late in games that I that I can name. I mean, when he gets a, an open three, less than three minutes to go, I expect him to make every single one. When he misses, it surprises me, Mark. He was 15 to 16 from the line, had eight rebounds to go with those 42 points and 10 assists. Damian Lillard's on a heater over multiple games. And they needed it too. Um, I mean, this team, they were three, in, th- three out of their last four were wins coming into tonight. I think they really needed to carry the momentum. Um, and beating a solid team, I mean, more than solid. Like, Grizzlies have been really, really good this year. Um, exactly like you, like you mentioned with Dame. Like, I had just this feeling early on, even when they were down and struggling to, to kind of um, – it, it just felt like they were never able to close the gap. Dame just kept making shots. And it wasn't just, like, a good shot. It was like they, there was a really good view uh, during the Grizzlies broadcast showing Dame on the, on the far right wing inside the line hitting a shot just over Desmond Bain. And I think there's maybe like a quarter inch of space on the contest. And that's just how it felt from Dame tonight. Like almost all 22 of his shots just felt blanketed. Um, And especially the ones that he hit late. I mean, part of what's been really fun in seeing him be used in this off ball mold more so to get set up is the way that he's able to attack the paint. And not that it hasn't been there before, but I think you get that extra half step of him going downhill um, with somebody on his hip instead of, you know, right alongside him. Um, and, I mean, that, that's part of him getting the line 16 times tonight. I think his playmaking has been at almost an even higher level this year. Like, not that he's ever been a bad passer, but I think there's just like a little extra oomph, a little bit of – a little bit extra court vision from him. And Anthony Simons came up huge tonight as well too. Um, really liked his play down the stretch. He was really vital for them. With Dame sitting a little bit, uh, you know – towards the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's nice when you can have a guy who who can, you know, generate offense for himself when, you know, the best player in franchise history goes to the bench for a few minutes. Uh, Nurkic leaves this game in the first quarter. Uh, he's minus five in two minutes. Drew Eubanks plays a lot. 24 minutes in this game, plus nine. I like the speed that he brought to the table for them. It enabled him to get up and down the court a little bit. I just thought that they looked a little bit better. Guards looked a little bit better. Uh, when they were getting up and down the court. Still no Steven Adams for the Grizzlies, and they really missed him. 
I mean, this is one of those games where, you know, again, Nurkic goes out. This is when the Grizzlies like to have their two bigs. They like to attack the glass. And, you know, Xavier Tillman, he, he's an okay backup, plus 12 in this game. But it's not the same as when you have Steven Adams out there. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. blocking every single shot in every single game. He had six blocks tonight, 18.7 rebounds. He was pretty effective. John Morant with 32 points, 12 assists, nine rebounds. And again, nine of 37 from three for the for the Grizzlies, 14 of 36 from three for the Blazers. And that's kind of the story of your game. Yeah, and two quick things going off that too. I thought the Blazers bench was absolutely massive in this game. Shaden Sharp played some really good minutes for them. Gary Payton the second was all over the place. Um, so we even forgot to mention too, Jeremy Grant went out for the game uh, in, in the second quarter. And that led to Gary Payton the second playing a bunch, Trent Watford playing a bunch. And they ended up playing a matchup zone a lot in the second half. And that gave Memphis real problems. Um, you know, they were able to just kind of expose some weaker shooters. And to their credit, too, they were flying around. Like, I, I don't think you can say that this team hasn't been trying defensively at any point this season. Their issues just been size and, and some of their personnel. But tonight, I think you saw with Gary Payton playing the way that he did. Um, Trenton Watford gives them some really good looks as well. Like, I love that. And just to read off, th these are Dame stats in January. In 15 games, averaging 35 points, four boards, and almost eight assists. On 49.7% from the field, 36.9% from three, and 90.6% from the line. Pretty good, Dave. Yeah, I think he's okay. In Boston, the Nets just got slapped. I, I don't know how to describe the first quarter of this game, Mark. The Celtics wind up winning 139 to 96. The first quarter score, Boston led 46 to 16. Let me repeat 46, Mark, to 16. The Celtics were just on fire from three. They hit their first, they hit their first eight three pointers, Mark. They were just they were on fire the whole game. 26 of 54 from three. They shot 54 threes, Mark. The, the Celtics are incredible. Yeah, this was kind of a, I mean, like you mentioned with the first quarter, it was kind of a, a hilarious microcosm of the game, just blowing it open the way that it did. Uh, watching the Nets defense noted, like they were very depleted. Obviously, Kevin Durant's not there. They're, they're missing a couple bench guys. But, it, I mean, it felt like watching semi-pro when the guy dunks for the first time and people are like, you can do that. That's how it felt watching them defending lobs. I think Rob Williams had six lobs in the first quarter. And they just, I mean, legitimately, they had nothing to defend it. Like, they were just kind of, like, caught in, caught in the sand. Like, oh, I didn't know you can jump that high. Like, it was kind of wild. I mean, Rob didn't even play 20 minutes tonight. Um, and, and he didn't need to, frankly. I think that's part of the reason he didn't. But, like, yeah, exactly. They they were getting absolutely anything they wanted out of drive and kick. Part of it is hot shooting, but also the, the Nets defense tonight was just kind of a joke. Yeah, I mean, look, Boston is going to do this from time to time. We saw how they started out the regular season uh, this year. Just just lights out from three. They're going to have these games. I mean, Tatum and Jalen Brown both go 7 of 12, respectively, from three. I mean, 14 made threes from your two best players. It's going to be hard to overcome for any opposing team, uh, much less the, the Nets, who were without their best player. So uh, as scrappy as the Nets have been, they got absolutely taken to the scrap heap by the Boston Celtics. And that's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you guys for listening. For Mark Schindler, I'm Dave DeFore. Mark, let's get out of here. Dang, dang.
thing, y'all. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.